sitting next to the roaring fire comforts you. The day exploring the area has tired you out and now a small drink before bed makes you feel at home. The inn you choose to stay in is a historic building that dates back centuries. Many friends and acquaintances have recommended to you and you are happy. Taking your last sip, you set your glass down and say goodnight to the barmaid. As you climb the ancient stairs, you become aware that there is someone looking down at you from over the top of the banister. You look up and see that the figure is stood on the banister with what looks like a rope around their neck. Stunned, you freeze as the figure is seemingly pushed off. As your eyes follow the fall, you then notice the noose already hanging at the bottom of the stairs. The figure never arrives. It has simply vanished. Unnerved, you slowly walk to your room. As you close the door, you hear the fierce voice coming from behind you. Guilty! You spin around to see who or what is in your room, only to be greeted by the darkness. There is nobody there. You get ready for bed and decide to read up about the inn and find you are not the only person that have experienced ghostly visions of the past at the infamous Skillet Inn. Welcome to the Dark Whales Tours podcast with me, Matthew Rose. The history of the Skillet Inn dates back almost a thousand years. The current building itself is of the mid to late 17th century. Yet according to some accounts, the site has been occupied since at least 1110. It is also said that the site was used as a rallying point for supporters of Oenglin Dúr during the Welsh Rebellion against the English King Henry IV. Local legend says that Glyndwr himself rallied his supporters in the cobbled courtyard before raiding settlements under English control. It is, however, the tales and accounts of the site being used as a courthouse and a place of execution that is the most famous from the Skirid Inn. Allegedly appearing in records from 1110, the site was also used as the place of execution, seeing the brutal and painful deaths of at least 182 people over the centuries. The inn has embraced this darker side of its history and displays a noose in the very location it is known that the criminals met their end. There is also a beam still on display that is said to be the very beam the noose was tied to and still bears the marks and cuts of the rope. It is also said that the infamous Judge Jeffreys sat and gave judgment within the walls of the Skidded Inn. His spirit has been felt by several mediums over the years. The early history of the Skidded Inn, as you can see, is clouded in mystery and legend. Once the current building was built in the 17th century, the history becomes clearer and more documented. It is not just the history of the Skidded Inn 
that makes it a place of interest and a popular place to visit. It is the many accounts of ghostly encounters and strange experiences people have had over the years. From cold spots to doors opening on their own, to many people witnessing objects moving across the bar when there was nobody touching them. The Skidded Inn has been described as the most haunted inn in Wales, and possibly even in the whole of Britain. As visitors and guests enjoy the drinks and food the inn has to offer, they usually find they are in the presence of some unnatural being. Some of the ghosts that are said to haunt the inn have been seen so often and in so much detail that the owners believe they know who they are. Room 2, for example, is said to be haunted by the spirit of Fanny Price. Fanny was 35 years old when she died of consumption at the inn. Her family worked at the Skidded Inn and are actually buried in a nearby churchyard. It seems that Fanny's love of the inn was so great that not even death could prevent her from returning to the inn night after night. Room 1 is where the criminals were kept and before their trials the bathroom was used as a jail cell. When trying to sleep in this room, guests have reported icy cold feelings. The cold is so intense that not even the blankets can keep them warm. Cold spots, however, are not the only thing that have been felt in this room. There was one night when the spirits of the Skidded Inn lashed out and tried to inflict the same punishment they felt. A guest was staying in room one. This particular night, the temperature had stayed constant, and the guest was slowly drifting off to sleep. Suddenly, he was awoken by the feeling that someone or something had climbed on the bed. He turned on the lamp to find that there was nobody there. Thinking he must have imagined this, he turned the light back off and settled back down. As the night went on, the guest felt a tightening around his neck. He said it felt like someone had their hands around his neck and was squeezing. He then jerked up out of bed as he said he could feel the rope around his neck. When he turned the lights on, there was nobody in the room and there was no rope anywhere in sight. He said in the morning he could see a clear red mark all around his neck which stayed for a few days before disappearing. Could it be that the ghosts of those who met their end at the Skinnet Inn can make the living feel what they felt in their last moments of life? Guests and visitors of Skinnet Inn don't have to be in the rooms to feel something strange either. Many have reported over the years feeling a tightening around the neck or just not being able to breathe properly while walking up or down the stairs. Now could this be the imagination? As it is on these very stairs that a rope is hung, it is in this area that the executions took place. The ghost of Judge Jeffreys has also been heard calling out the verdict of guilty. 
His rooms have been reported as having an oppressive feeling, a feeling that you are being watched and judged on everything you do and every move you make. Is the judge's spirit residing in the same place that many of his victims met their end? Or is his presence just the collective memory of those criminals that still call the Skidded Inn their home? It could also be an example of the atmospheric echo that we've mentioned previously, as emotions in a courtroom are heightened and this could make their mark upon the universe to be replayed to future generations. There have been countless paranormal investigations in the Skirid Inn and its hauntings are well documented. However, it is not the only public house in Wales that has ghostly tales to share. In the capital of Wales, Cardiff, there is a tavern just outside of Cardiff Castle called the Rummer Tavern. The Rummer Tavern is believed to date from the 18th century. In 1835, it was the starting point for stagecoaches as they left Cardiff on the way to Newport. And then in the 1840s, it was the starting point for the Hero Company coaches on their way to Worcester and Birmingham. These coaches enabled sailors to travel from all over the country to Cardiff docks in order to board ships sailing around the British Empire. Cardiff Docks at the time was actually the largest exporter of coal. Some of these sailors brought their families to Cardiff and began to put down roots. This caused Cardiff to grow from a small backwater fishing port to the large metropolitan city we know today. The sailors could be away from home for months at a time, making it hard on their families. This did also cause some of the wives to become unfaithful as they never knew if their husbands would make it home or die at sea. One such wife was caught by her sailor husband and this led to the Rummer Tavern's most well-known ghost story. The sailor had been away from home for a few months, travelling across the seas, dreaming of the day he would return to his home and into the arms of his wife. When he returned to the dock in the evening, his wife was nowhere to be found. She was not at the dock awaiting his return. He made inquiries with the other women of Cardiff who wouldn't tell him exactly where his wife was, only that she was fine and well. Getting slightly annoyed and frustrated, the sailor went looking He was finally able to find someone who told him that his wife was at the Rummer Tavern, but he should prepare himself. Not fully understanding what this meant, he went to the tavern where he asked the landlord if he knew where his wife was. The landlord looked surprised, but being an honest man, he told the sailor that his wife was in one of the rooms, and she wasn't alone. The sailor rushed to the room when he caught his wife having an affair with another man. The wife pleaded with her husband, saying she had heard news of his death and didn't want to be a lonely widow 
at such a young age, so she decided to move on. The sailor was heartbroken. The image of his loving wife had kept him going over those long, hard months at sea, and now she had betrayed him. It is not fully known if the sailor committed suicide then and then, or if he died of a broken heart days later. But his ghost is said to return to the tavern. His presence has been felt by staff members in the cellars and also by patrons in the gentleman's home, where people have reported icy cold breaths on their necks when there is nobody there. Also, the fleeting glimpse of a man in a sailor's uniform has been seen darting to the door only for the figure to disappear through the closed door. Of course, Wales is not the only country to have haunted inns and public houses. Such stories abound from all over the world. Just across the border from Wales, in England, Nottingham, there is an inn that is reported to be the oldest pub in England, said to have been built in 1189. Ye old trip to Jerusalem Inn. The inn is said to have been a favourite stop for crusaders on the way to the Holy Lands. There is also a local legend that says King Richard I, also known as Richard the Lionheart, stopped here to have a drink before setting off on crusade. It is this tradition that gives the inn its name. The word trip being derived from Old English meaning stop, the inn being a stop on the way to Jerusalem. The inn itself is built into the soft rock and extends into the cave system that runs under Nottingham Castle and indeed all over the city. They have been in use at least since the Norman conquest and probably longer. A narrow shaft pierces the rock above all the way up to the castle. It is believed this was a shouting home to allow those in the castle to call for more ale from the cellars below. On the far side of the cellars, a rusting iron gate hangs limply from its hinges before a doorway cut into the rock wall. This is said to be the condemned cell of the castle prison. A curious green mould grows on the walls and ceiling. A rock bench has been carved out on one wall, offering cold comfort to the unfortunate inmates. The condemned cell isn't used to store beer as the ceiling is too low. For the most part, it is kept empty. There is something more to the cell's oppressive atmosphere than its natural chill, however. There is a feeling of doom and desperation. As people have walked into the cell, they have reported sinister feelings that they say they know are evil. It was in this very room where men who were condemned to death were shackled to the walls. Some unfortunate souls were left to die of starvation, an agonisingly slow and painful death. A few years ago, two of the pub's regulars decided they would spend the night in the condemned cell. So, full of Dutch courage, they ventured into the cell as the bar was closing. They lasted only 20 minutes before fleeing and were also reported to be 
violently sick afterwards. Perhaps this was down to too much of the Dutch courage, or maybe they were picking up on those feelings of doom and desperation that have been reported over the years. At the back of the inn, there is the Rock Lounge, and this seems to be a focal point for paranormal occurrences. Things such as keys disappear, only to turn up later in odd places. Glasses and bottles have been known to fly off the shelves and smash when no one is nearby. Staff have also heard the sound of breaking glass coming from the bar, but when they've gone to clear it up, they can't find any signs of broken glass. Sometimes a waft of perfume also fills the air, which has been described as lavender or rosewood. The inn's system of caves and tunnels also merge with a famous passage from the street all the way up to the castle, known locally as Mortimer's Hall. It was through this passage in 1330 that a small group of young knights loyal to King Edward III crept into the castle in order to capture Roger Mortimer, the lover of the king's mother, Queen Isabella, who had ruled in the king's name since Edward II had abdicated. At the top of the passage, the locked doors were opened by someone from within, possibly Edward himself or a trusted servant. In the morning, when Mortimer's arrest was made public, King Edward III declared from Nottingham Castle that the de facto rule of Isabella and Mortimer was over and that he and his wife Philippa would now rule as the rightful king and queen. People walking past the entrance to the hole in the castle or in Yieldtrip have reported hearing a series of footsteps coming from this passage. Could these be the footsteps of the knights who snuck into the castle still sounding out centuries later? Or could it be Mortimer's footsteps being heard as he was taken to await his trial and subsequent execution? A public house, however, does not need thousands of years of history in order to have tales of famous ghostly visitors. The Menga Bar in San Antonio, Texas only dates back to the late 1800s but some have labelled it the most haunted pub in Texas. The bar and its adjoining hotel has seen many notable people pass through, including President Teddy Roosevelt, who used the hotel as a base for his recruitment of the cowboys during the Spanish-American War. It seems then that Roosevelt has never left. Numerous people over the years have said they have seen him sat at the bar having a drink. It is said that he would often be seen at the bar during his life buying drinks for the cowboys he was hoping to recruit for the war. The former president isn't the only spirit that seems to roam the bar. While taking a picture or even a selfie, guests have reported the image of a little girl appearing in the background of the pictures when there was no children present at the time the pictures were taken. The spirit of a 1970s gentleman playboy also seems to revisit the bar after his death 
People have reported seeing him enter the bar and approach women in a seductive way. If he is intercepted by the women's husbands or boyfriends, it is said the gentleman will simply vanish in front of their very eyes. However, if he is not intercepted, he will stare at the women and then just vanish before any conversation can be had. The bartender never seems to be able to see this gentleman. It seems that he only lets those who he wants to flirt with see. Staff have reported that there is also a very jealous spirit that inhabits the bar and will throw ashtrays and coasters at the waitresses if they ignore him. Though since they can never see who threw the objects, it must be hard to start a conversation with an invisible entity. Hauntings in bars and pubs are quite often written off as the drunken imagination of those that report them. However, some pubs have had so many consistent reports from lots of different people over the centuries that surely they cannot all be made up. The ghosts of patrons that met unfortunate ends seem to like to come back to the places they felt most happy in. In some cases, the spirits of regulars still return to their favourite seats at the bars they spend the majority of their lives. So the next time you are sat at your favourite bar enjoying a small tipple or two, take a look around as the drink in your glass may not be the only kind of spirit present. If you have your own stories of any ghostly sightings or strange occurrences or are interested in learning more about a specific part of Welsh history, please email us on darkwales at hotmail.com. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Dark Wales Tours podcast. Please be sure to review and share this podcast and don't forget to follow Dark Wales Tours on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Also, please visit our website www.darkwalestours.co.uk for news and information on tours we conduct around South Wales. Also, please be sure to check out our digital online tour of St Fagan's Museum in South Wales. This special digital event will air on the 28th of October 2021 and tickets are available from visiting our website and all tickets are sold through the Eventbrite portal. So if you've never had the opportunity to visit St Fagan's, now is the perfect chance to see this incredible sight from the comfort of your own home. Until next time, Diorgan Bauer, thank you very much. The Dark Wales Tours podcast is produced and delivered by Matthew Rose and Luke Alcock, owners of Dark Wales Tours. <laughs>